in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother f***ers. Rip them suckers like the f***ing players. Listen, everybody better be careful. What's up? You're, I'm gonna go ahead and disconnect you and reconnect you. Oh, okay. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. Lights FC beat El Paso. How about this last night? 5 4 0 0 at halftime. Danny Trejo scored twice. USL player of the week last week. Jared. This is a playoff team. I mean, last year they oh, couldn't God, be. Oh God, are Phoenix. we just doing this so that when Tyler comes back, yes, we, we're in the middle we, of? Well, we need to put. We'll the... get through this as quickly as possible. So <laughs> when he comes back, we can talk about Kyrie Irving. All right, that's fair. Um, I mean, every time I've ever gotten invested in the lights, they've genuinely hurt me. Like, genuinely made me like, oh, okay, they're like, they're, hey, they're they're in a. Play. Uh, now you're in a wind tunnel. We're, a, we're talking about the light. Oh, there you are. I sound worse. Do I sound No, now you, no, you sound now, better. Now you, now you sound good. Yeah. Don't we talk almost, about the lights without we almost me. Got, we almost <sighs> got through the lights with the 5-4 win. I'm going to be excited about this team. They Listen, they not only won that game 5-4, they had a 3-0 lead, and they tried really, really hard to blow that. But the score was 0-0 at halftime. Incredible second half that had nine goals and a red card. It was great. Danny Trejo scored twice. He was the player of the week last week. Maybe he'll be player of the week this week. This team's already won twice in three games. I don't know what to do with myself. Right now, Lights FC are tied for first place in the Western Conference. Now, they don't have a good goal differential, so they're not actually in first, but they're tied for first. And Lights FC have scored the most goals in the USL this season. An offensive juggernaut. Five of the seven they scored were last night, but we're going to ignore that and just pretend like they are the best offensive team All in the right, league let's for do right it. now. Let's do it. I am, I am, listen, three games in, I, I, this team has been very bad for a long time. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm excited, though. This team might actually do something and might actually be a legitimate playoff contender in the USL. Brett Maybe Lasper, an actual playoff Brett Lasper team. Lasper must be up to three scars. I mean, if they're if they're playing like this, can you imagine? It'll wrap his entire head in a scarf if it means them can't be winning like this. I mean, isn't the problem though? As soon as they get good, uh, 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 isn't some MLS team going to be like, yeah, send those guys out? Yes. Well, only only LAFC can take their players, and as long as LAFC is playing well and not having a significant amount of injuries, then they shouldn't get you know completely blown up by LAFC but you know LAFC kind of sucked last year and they had a whole bunch of injuries and Lights FC ended up with no players so it more depends on how LAFC does than maybe how Lights FC do to see how good they are how can you get in free Sunday night Saturday night how can you get Uh, in free so they're playing Memphis and they're having Elvis night and if you wear an Elvis wig you get into the game for free okay so you don't need to you going you going on Saturday uh, I haven't decided yet. Okay. There's there's college basketball. I know. There's, I, might just, there's, I might just put it on my TV. There's a lead eight on, man. Screen. There's a lead yeah. eight on. Haven't decided yet. But uh, what? can you just buy an Elvis wig? Like just at a store? Yeah. I was thinking about that. Those aren't lying around. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm, you can buy it, but you have to go out and buy the wig. I don't. I right. mean, some people might have it from, from Halloween. I don't think a lot of people would have one lying around. Just don't. Just I don't need more people looking like their mascot cash because that guy's terrifying, and we need less <laughs> of that guy as possible. 
Do not ask me any questions about hypotheticals, about what's gonna happen. Please do not. Until anything gets official, please do not ask me any questions about that, y'all. Kyrie Irving is probably gonna be able to play on Thursday in a home game for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, reporting yesterday from Sham Sharnia, the New York City will make an exemption for athletes and allow unvaccinated athletes to play in home games. As of now, unvaccinated athletes cannot play for their home team in New York City. However, teams from away teams can. It's uh, kind of a mess there. But that apparently is going to be changed, which would allow Kyrie Irving to play in home games. Do you have any belief the Nets can go on a run in the postseason, even having to come through the play-in games, if they get Kyrie Irving for every single game? Oh, I better. I took I took him to come out of the East. So if they can't get <laughs> if they can't get through the uh, playing games, I'm really going to look bad. Two of the greatest offensive players. So, I mean, I think it's going to make a difference. Obviously, make a difference. He's playing now. And let me ask you this: This is just for athletes. Why not for everybody? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not going to sit here and I pretend like, like I I read the entire thing. I simply read the sports reporters reporting it and nothing else. So mm. I don't know I what don't the like logic this. is. Maybe it's not just for athletes. Maybe other people can as well. But I honestly do not know. I have an update on Elvis Wiggs, if you'd like it. Yes. Okay. So you can get for $20 or $19.99 a rock and roll wig, quotation marks, <laughs> or you can, for $40, you can get the adult king of rock and roll jumpsuit with, that includes the wig. So your value proposition is you go ahead and get the jumpsuit, too. Well, the value proposition also is you just pay for the tickets and you walk into the soccer game. That That is, that is also <laughs> probably factually correct. Happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. The Grizzlies. Beat those Nets last night, 132-120. to 120. It was in Memphis, so Kyrie Irving did play, but the Grizzlies were without Ja Morant. They're 15-2 and two when Ja Morant doesn't Jeez. play, which is insane to think. Um, the Nets actually had a one-point lead going into the fourth quarter, and the Grizzlies outscored yeah. them by 13. Here's a hot take for you, Ed. The, the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies are going to the NBA Finals. They're coming out of the West. They're going to be the team that wins the West and playing in the NBA Finals. The Memphis Grizzlies are good. I don't believe in the Phoenix Suns, even though they just went to the finals last year. And the Warriors kind of look like they suck. So give me the Memphis too Grizzlies. Hot, right? The way they're no. playing? They're the two seed. They just beat the Nets without John right. Morant. Like, they've got, like, again, it's not the star level that we're sort of used to NBA teams having to go to the finals. Out, I mean, John Morant, obviously, but like the two and the three stars. But I, I honestly think whether it's Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson, they have enough really good pieces that they can win the West and go to the NBA Finals. And listen, right now, they're most likely going to be the two seed in the second, get the second round home court advantage against the Warriors. And I think that's got a chance to make a really big difference in who wins that series. Did either of you guys see Steve Kerr say, we need to learn how to win? This group of guys needs to learn how to win. Not enough champions on that team. Yeah, Garrett. not wow. enough. Yeah, like not enough guys. You still have your your like core three from when you went back to back. Nope, not enough champions. What happened in the huddle? Uh, Everybody's wondering where the dinner plans were tonight after the game. Um, it was pretty clear. Like we have a very competitive, gnarly group, and we're getting our asses kicked. And it's two two straight games. Uh, we were not playing to the level that we wanted to play. And I would say virtually every single person in that huddle was uh, 
pretty animated about our disappointment and how we were playing. Do Hall of Fame coaches Whoa. try to fight their best player? Do Hall of Fame coaches will try to what? I, you, you came in loud. Oh, do they try to fight their best player? Is there something going on where he's just like, he's slowly, his volume slowly going up? I, I, I haven't moved. I have not moved the entire time. Hall of Fame coaches fighting their best player. Uh, maybe some nights. I like that. I like that clip. He said that he it was like a Pete DeBoer getting our ass kicked. Um, I like that clip. Uh, well, look, if you're a Hall of Fame coach, you can fight your best player because you're a Hall of Fame coach. You can do whatever you want, right? So if he wants to fight someone, can let him fight know? some. Well, I mean, can he's a Hall, he's a Hall of Famer. He can, I think he can do what he wants. It didn't exactly work. <laughs> I'm not saying he'll win. They didn't, they didn't, I'm just saying he can. They got beat by the Warriors, who didn't have Steph Curry or Klay Thompson. They don't have any champions team. on that team. That's right. They learned how to win last night, though, without those champions. Um, the So the altercation here was during a timeout. The Warriors had just gone on a 19-0 run. And Udonis Haslam and Jimmy Butler started like... Uh, Udonis Haslam at one point said that I'll beat your ass to Jimmy Butler during a timeout, which is obviously great to have happen with your teammates. And then it continued with Eric Spolstra like also trying to fight Jimmy Butler or something. Eric Spolstra was definitely like on Udonis Haslam's side. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what Jimmy Butler did, but nobody else was happy about it. So the version of it I found that I did not deem arable because it was such poor quality was Spolstra saying to Jimmy Butler, do you think I'm bleeping with you? I'm not bleeping with you. And then Jimmy <laughs> Butler saying something to Eric Spolstra and then UD, like Udonis Haslam just coming in with I will beat the bleep. <laughs> I, I think Ed's got a tuna boat going on. Oh, no, no, I do have a tuna boat. Oh, no. No, I can't. It, it's a computer that I can't control. I apologize. It's a tuna boat. Oh, there you go. What is going on? <laughs> All right. So to recap for our listeners, Tyler's volume will randomly go like 25 decibels too loud. And he sounds like he's in the like Grand Canyon. I shouldn't be talking this much, and I believe Ed's computer just <laughs> fired off a spot. Well, we need commercials. Uh, we do. That's yeah. so, uh, Ed, that's so behind the scenes. Nope. <laughs> we need commercials. Uh, Jared, I have a theory. My uh, audio went to hell during the first page, and it has something to do with the music play the music bed playing underneath. That seems weird, but okay. I, I mean, uh, listen, on-air production right now. We've talked about this. When there's somebody on clean feed, that the the sound during the front page is is a nightmare. Every time I talk, I can't hear the sound. It goes away until I shut up, and then I can hear it. Okay, yeah, that's a weird one. All right. Yeah. So that there's a theory for you. On-air planning. Next topic. Don't even play anything in between. Here we go. The NIT. <laughs> will be moved out of Madison Square Garden. According to Pete Thamel, the NIT semis and finals will not be held in Madison Square Garden in 2023 and 2024. The next two years are out for bid with destinations ranging from historic venues like Hinkle Fieldhouse to more resort destinations like Vegas. Can I say right now, please, dear God, don't bring the NIT to Las Vegas. Oh, you don't want the NIT. We don't I have do any basketball tournaments. There. I do not care about the NIT. And if somebody tries to make me care just because it's here, I am going to dislike them. What if the do Rebels not, are in the semis? I still will I will have to be there, but nobody want nobody cares about UNLV in the semis of the NIT. Not as, I will I will also tell everybody this. I mean, Every I do. single media member covering UNLV in the Mountain West tournament 
did not want them to go to the NIT because nobody cares about. Okay, the NIT. I will agree with that. <laughs> nobody <laughs> cares. Nobody wants to pretend like they care about the NIT. Do not bring it here because why do we keep getting bad sporting events? I don't. We don't need the Pro Bowl. We don't need the NHL All Star Game. We don't need the NIT. Don't give. Don't, we don't need all the bad sporting events. Give us the good. So ones. you will like next year that there's a regional here. Uh no. No. You don't like that there's a regional. You don't like the NSA tournament, the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. He wants if, to watch it from his couch. You want to watch everything from the house. If you Okay, if you give us a Sweet 16, Elite Eight, yes, or a Final Four, yes, d- do not put the first round and second round in, in Los No, Angeles. we get a regional next year. Okay, so we get Sweet 16, yeah, Elite Eight. Get okay, a regional. That's good. Yeah. If, they, if they give us a first round, that's the dumbest thing that could happen because this city is packed when all those games are played That's true. That's like the, That's like the Super Bowl. We do not need a first and second round game. Get Sweet 16, Elite 8, fine. Final four, great. Do not give us first and second round because this city is better without hosting than every other city in the on the in the country for the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. I think they should go to Hinkle because that's where Hoosier was, was made. And despite your belief about sports movies, it's the best sports movie ever made. I don't care where they go as long as it's not here. I will not be watching. It's the NIT. It's worse than bowl games. It's genuinely worse than bowl games. I have zero interest in it. Don't want to watch it. Coming up next, Daddy's back. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. We have lots of tickets to give away. Coming up in a few minutes, Golden Knights tickets to their game against the Blackhawks on Saturday. Plus, we got tickets to go see Morrissey and tickets to go see Incubus. So make sure you stay tuned and you'll have a shot at winning some prizes. Now. The NHL has officially voided Evgeny Dodonov's trade to the Anaheim Ducks. So he is still a Golden Knight, and the expectation is that he is going to be in the lineup and playing tonight in T-Mobile Arena. So a few days after trying to trade him away, Evgeny Dodonov back for the Golden Knights. Here's, I guess, my main question from this. Are we going to get a press conference from either the NHL or the Golden Knights to explain what the hell happened here? It's absolutely fascinating. I'm going to go out this morning and hope that we do um, to see what they say out there. Now, if the league is telling them nobody talks, then I don't think anybody talks. But if I'm the Golden Knights, I take offense to that, especially if it had nothing to do with me. If I'm the Golden Knights, right? I want it out there and say, look, this wasn't us. This was Ottawa. We, we didn't know about this no trade. We didn't know about this limited list. Um, the trade went through, and all of a sudden the, the, you know, the agent says that can't happen because he has Anaheim on the list. So I'd like some transparency, but it's the NHL, upper body, lower body. They don't talk about a damn thing. Uh, so, yeah, if it was really Ottawa's fault, if I'm Vegas, I'm having Kelly McCrimmon step up and say, look, maybe he doesn't say, you know, if the league is coming down, I mean, it's specifically Ottawa's fault. But, he, you know, I think he should st- stand up there and say it wasn't our fault. We didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like the, so two things from this. One, the Golden Knights are getting hammered by fans because – Basically, the look is that they traded a guy who had Anaheim on his no-trade list, and they traded him to Anaheim anyways. Like, most people are looking at this from a standpoint of the Golden Knights tried to pull off something shady here. But if the reporting that we've heard is true, and, like, Elliot Friedman had a little bit more detail on this, but it's still not sort of done in terms of or it's been explained what's actually happened. But if we're believing all the reporting, then this is, like... 95% 95% Ottawa's fault yes. because apparently they either did not submit the no trade list to the NHL and the Golden Knights when they traded him to Vegas, or they uh, said that it had expired when it actually hadn't 
expired. And if that's the case, if the Ottawa Senators unintentionally, intentionally lied or just didn't have the right information, the right paperwork about their own players, that's contract, still on them. It that is what that is Ottawa's it's all fault. on them. Yes, the Golden Knights probably could have done a little bit more to figure it out, but it's still it, Ottawa screwed this up. And if that's the case, the Golden Knights should have a press conference and completely blame Ottawa yes. because they're yes. getting hammered today for something that's not really their fault. And like they need to come out and be like, yeah, we traded for Evgeny Dodonov. The Ottawa Senators told us that he didn't have a no trade list because he didn't submit it on time. And they lied to us like that. That should be what happened. Or they were just stupid and didn't and didn't and didn't check their own paperwork. Right. And then the the other thing is, in all seriousness, the Golden Knights and the Anaheim Ducks should probably be getting some sort of draft pick compensation out of this. Like they tried to make a trade, and you know when you make a trade, both sides agree it's going to help them in some way. Right. That got that was approved and then voided and voided because another third team screwed everything up like there should be some sort of compensatory draft pick that goes to vegas and anaheim as basically a payment for hey yeah ottawa kind of screwed you over here and the nhl because they didn't catch it like yeah we kind of screwed you on this you look well, like morons you didn't get to make this trade so here's like a third round pick now hold on they did have 32 in the queue <laughs> so when you have 32 <laughs> trades pending in the queue even though you know the deadline's at noon maybe you know it takes a while to get through all those trades and you just didn't realize it yeah i'm with you on this um I would like McCrimmon today to stand in that room and say this had nothing to do with us. Um, that's what he should do. Again, I don't know what the league has, quote-unquote, suggested in this case. Um, knowing that league, they've suggested everyone shut up uh, and that they just move forward. I mean, you agree, you agree with that. This league, yes. there's yes. nothing this league is transparent about. Nothing. If you even say, you know, sprained ankle or, or something, it lets it slip. Like, people are on the phone saying, how could you say that? So to stand up and say one of our teams was 100% at fault on this, and they either lied or they were so dumb they didn't know that the guy's list was um, uh, put in on time to make that team look bad. I don't think Bettman's office would allow that to happen. So I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i be shocked. I'm going to be very um, happy and think it should be the right thing if the Golden Knights you know, uh, you know, know, take Ottawa down on this, but I just don't expect it to happen. I think today Pete DeBoer's up there talking about the game. Now, he'll get asked about Dodonoff, and, you know, I'm sure he'll say, hey, it's been a weird 20, you know, 48 hours, and he's going to be in the lineup tonight. I don't think he goes any further than that, and I think that's too bad. Okay, this is a detail that is stunningly stupid, uh, but Elliot Friedman wrote about this yesterday. There is not a, like, central database in the NHL that has every player's no-trade list. The NHL legitimately like does not have a place where they can go look at every player's. No so this trade is just the, the responsibility of the teams. It's literally the way it's set up is the the agent submits it to the team and then the team just kind of has it, and then once a player is <laughs> in getting a Manila traded, folder, then, right? And then once a team's getting or once a player is getting traded that has one, they'll submit it to the league and say, "Here's his no trade list, and it's okay to trade him to this team." So Tyler, what the right. hell is that? <laughs> Tyler might have an Excel spreadsheet that has a more accurate, uh, like, list of people with no trade clauses. Uh, my fantasy Pete. football team is run more organized than that. Or How Ottawa's, is this happening? Ottawa spilling coffee on it and not, and, and it throwing it away on accident. It's like, uh, what, what happened here? Remember it was in that folder we gave you, Joe? Yes. Like, oh. how is there not a – how does the NHL 
not have a list of every single player that has a no trade clause and what teams are uh, how how do they not have that how is that even possible that they would just say you know what we'll cross that bridge when you trade the guy we don't want well yeah you put it in your database and you just hit a button like, what? <laughs> and then his list comes up, says, oh, you can't go to Anaheim. It's Anaheim. Anaheim with the A is the first one alphabetically that this guy can't go to because he's put it on his list. And here's the other thing. Elliot Friedman, when he wrote about this, he said there would be some pushback from players and agents and maybe even teams about making a central database because they don't want it leaking what players have what teams on their no trade list. Who cares? You're They're on your no trade list. Yeah. You can't go there. Well, like, yeah. Who who they can't trade you to out. Anaheim if they knew it was Anaheim. So what do you right. care about what the Ducks think? Why? Because in the future, you know, you might be a UFA, and that's the only offer you have is from Anaheim. I mean, I, I, I don't. It's so silly. This entire seventy-two hours has been laughable in so many ways, and most of the joke is on Ottawa. We might yeah. get more reports of there is mutual disinterest between Daddy <laughs> and Anaheim. <laughs> Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Milsey Millard. All right, Darren, we're not going to have enough time to get to everything we need to get to here with you. But uh, the last three or four days here with Evgeny Dodonov, I want to start at the NHL level and something Elliot Friedman wrote yesterday, that there is not an NHL like database of every player's no trade list that they basically just rely on yeah. the teams to have that info and then no. supply it when needed. Yeah. The, 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 Why teams, teams and agents. Yes. Yes. Uh, keep that uh, between themselves. So if, if you're a team, you have your players, no movement clauses and the agent has it, but there's the, the central registry. And I've, I've told people uh, in on, on our station uh, over on Fox Sports uh, that every time I say central registry, you have to do a shot. And there is a whole lot of hammered people uh, <laughs> uh, around the, the Las Vegas Valley right now. Yeah, it's uh, I, I didn't realize that either. Uh, I, I've learned a lot uh, through this this process over over the last three days uh, about uh, about different workings and and uh, different uh, processes. Uh, through making a trade and and what is included and what is not included and how, and how that goes forward and uh, I was I was shocked at that that uh, that central registry didn't keep uh, didn't keep a copy of every player's actual list if they, if they've got uh, uh, restrictions on their on their contract should the Golden Knights hold a press conference and say this was not our fault. Well, I think that uh, that by going through with the trade, uh, they, they've said that they believe that the, the trade was uh, was a confirmed trade and, and was approved trade and should be going ahead as a trade. So uh, I don't know whether you you need the actual uh, gavel on the uh, on the podium and and uh, saying I'm mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore or anything like that. Uh, I think it's fairly apparent that. Uh, by by the last couple of days, that that it took uh, a couple of days for the NHL to rule on this, that uh, that the Golden Knights and the Anaheim Ducks should also throw them in there, um, because uh, they they wanted the the player in Evgeny Dodonov. Uh, that they they both believe that the the trade was uh, was a good deal. If uh, and I guess we don't have the exact details as to how this information wasn't passed along properly, but if the Ottawa Senators did intentionally or unintentionally not know or intentionally not know or withhold the information on Evgeny Dodonov's no trade list. 
shouldn't they in some form be punished? Like, shouldn't there be some level of punishment against a team that, whether they did it on purpose or not, didn't have their players' no-trade list available for the team they traded that guy to and the NHL? Yeah, two things I want to acknowledge. This is the most we've ever talked actual business uh, on my hip in, in the two <laughs> years that I've been on with you guys. So we're in we're in new territory because uh, most times we talk a little bit of hockey and then uh, goof around a lot. Uh, the second point there is uh, I, I don't think there was any malicious intent by anybody in this. Uh, it, that includes the Ottawa Senators. It, and... I think it was it was a, a mix-up, a clerical error, uh, whether it was one person doing the, the trade and another person doing the trade call with Central Registry, Drinkhead, uh, then uh, then that might, might be the case. But, uh, but I don't think there was any uh, intent to deceive uh, anybody by the Ottawa Senators or, or um, uh, the, the Golden Knights or the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, not, not, not at all. It was, it was, it was a miss. Now, to your, to your, uh, at a point about uh, discipline or punishment uh, or penalties. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I could see uh, the the Ottawa Senators being fined if if it was their mix up and and saying that there was no restrictions in place or they were working off an old list and then went with no restrictions in place. Uh, I could see there being some kind of uh, punishment. I don't think it ever gets as severe as a loss of a draft pick uh, because I've, I've talked about that and, and gone through uh, the different areas where the Ottawa Senators uh, would be uh, held uh, responsible for their end uh, of this because that's really where it started. Uh, the 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 actual trade this week and the uh, controversy uh, with with the the Donov deal uh, goes back uh, a number of dominoes. Uh, so yeah, I could I could see there being uh, a fine uh, or a stern lecture uh, if you want to go down that path for uh, for setting up what was uh, an uncomfortable situation for a lot of people. How is it possible that Daddy has momentum now? <laughs> There, there's oh, just no way you can argue momentum, momentum for poor Daddy. Daddy, I feel we feel sorry more for sorry for him than anybody. Why, by the way, sitting around for forty eight to seventy two hours, not knowing where he's going to go, but to come back now to this team that obviously wanted to trade him. I don't know if you can get some big mo out of that. Well, m- momentum, no, and we're on the same page there. <laughs> but motivation, yeah, there's there's some motivation uh, there uh, because he wants to. Uh, I would think uh, show everybody. Uh, that he was the player that was on the hot streak uh, going into this thing, and don't forget, like he he wants to be here. Uh, it, this whole thing goes through if uh, if he looks at it and goes, "I, they want to trade me, even though Anaheim's not on my uh, list. Uh, I'll go there because uh, they want they want to trade me." No, he 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 made it very clear that that he wanted to be a, a member of the Golden Knights. So. Uh, I think there's uh, there's some strong motivation, and uh, I, I think that you should also separate uh, not church and state, but uh, I think there's a, a definite line between the transaction and the the reason why the Golden Knights wanted to make the trade uh, and uh, why hockey operations went down this route, and uh, where where Dodonov fits in with the head coach and his teammates. Uh, he's he's very popular, and the coach is very uh, comfortable having him in the lineup, especially with the way he's being scored. So I, I don't think there's awkwardness on that front uh, by any means uh, with the Donov. 
because the coach is, is more than happy to, to be able to uh, uh, pencil him back into the lineup, uh, whether that's uh, tonight or, or down the road. And if he's available, I assume he plays tonight. Uh, and, and he's able to, to move forward on, on that front. How realistic is it that the Golden Knights still make a post-trade deadline move to clear cap space, even if that means trading a guy to a team and then him not being able to play for the rest of the season? I think that it's really significant, and I, I was hoping that we were going to make that that point. So, uh, thank you very much, sir, for bringing that up and leading us down that path. Uh, the, the Golden Knights are going to have to, if everybody gets healthy, and by making this trade uh, or attempting to make the trade with uh, with the Anaheim Ducks, it gives you a certain amount of optimism that that may be the case uh, at at some point to be able to activate some of these big money players. That are that are on the sidelines right now. Uh, so uh, you you can still, and we want to make this very clear, uh, they can still make a trade with uh, another team. Just that player is not allowed. And I learned this this week uh, uh, is not allowed to play uh, the rest of the year, regular season or playoffs. I thought it was like baseball, Ed, where you could make that trade uh, after the. Well, in baseball, there's like six trade deadlines, but you can make that trade. And and but the player wasn't eligible for the postseason in the National Hockey League. And this changed going into the bubble. Uh, the uh, the player is not allowed to play uh, at all for the for the rest of the year. Now there's 16 games left. Uh, normally, uh, there's um, uh, right around that uh, that that time, even on a on a regular calendar year. Um, and so uh, I, I think it's 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 very. Very likely. Now, uh, when does that happen? I don't know. Uh, it probably depends on when the players are, are healthy enough to come back and, and who they can they could work a deal on. But uh, uh, by no means I, uh, are, are the Golden Knights, I think, uh, shut down and done with, uh, with any wheeling and dealing. You'd have to give up something significant, right? You have no leverage in that situation. Yeah, you need, uh, you need somebody to dance with, and you need uh, either a favor uh, from somebody, or you're going to pay uh, a steeper price because uh, I, I don't think there's anybody that uh, that doesn't know the predicament they're in. Now, right. Ed, uh, everybody's going to need a favor down the road. Mm-hmm. So do you do you do you hold somebody's feet to the fire, or do you say, okay, I'll work with you. We'll do somewhat of a, a fair trade, but sometime I'm going to be in a jam, and I'm going to need a little payback, like. There's there's two ways to go about that. Uh, uh, Tyler would be like he would get every ounce of blood out of oh, that. Oh yeah, stone. yes. And yes. and then when Tyler oh, wanted a favor back, you know what's going to happen to Tyler? Uh, he's getting no love from you and I. But you, Ed, you would do me a solid, and we'd do a fair deal. And when you needed a favor, I would uh, I would go above and beyond to make sure that uh, that you were taken care of. There's two ways to to handle this. I'm more of the Ed Darren uh, scenario, but uh, but uh, there there are people out there that'll play hardball. I uh, personally would just have the list of the no trade list for all my players. That way, I wouldn't be in this situation to begin with. Well, they 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 had it, <laughs> and I don't like that's the part that's really confusing. Is is and, and this is where it goes back to the initial call. Uh, I'm under the understanding that Ottawa said there's no restrictions. Uh, uh, to 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 Now, <laughs> did that mean no restrictions with with Vegas, or did it mean no restrictions at all? But but the thing to keep in mind through all of this is the Dodonov trade between Vegas and Anaheim 
was approved by Central Registry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Central Registry, they like they're so crossing T's, dotting I's that they make your average accountant look like a party animal on a Tuesday night on the strip at three a.m. at Hawkeson. Like they they, they are. Uh, conservative, and uh, Ed, Ed knows what I'm talking about because he's been there on a Tuesday night at that <laughs> uh, But but like they they are they have no dog in the fight, and they are so to the letter of the law. So it got it was actually it was approved. This wasn't just a proposal, and it it, it went sideways. It was approved, and uh, it the National Hockey League's not happy about this either that it got to that point. Right, is this yeah. team going to score tonight? <laughs> yes. Okay. I will. I the guarantee you. Stuff. I you guarantee, guarantee you that they will score tonight. Okay. Okay. So you can you can you can put whatever whatever restrictions are, are like uh, I'll come on here and okay uh, I'll pay you two dollars or whatever, but they'll score tonight. You are getting traded to Anaheim if they don't score tonight, even if it's on your list. I don't mind Anaheim. I, I like Anaheim, but I'm I'm a big I'm Vegas now. I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, where do you see your where do you see your paycheck and uh, get charged for gas down there? Then I don't know how much you're gonna like Anaheim. Yeah, good point. <laughs> but they are the docs. I wouldn't have to trade and change my name. All right, Darren. Hold on. I have I have one last question for you. Do you care at all that Canada is about to qualify for the World Cup? Yes. I'm okay. like all in eight, 1986, baby. We and we never scored a goal in that World Cup. So uh, <laughs> this, 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 this is gonna be this is gonna be big for us uh, to qualify. We're good. Like. I'm not even joking. Yes. We're, we won the Olympic gold in women's soccer, and we're going to the World Cup, baby. Yeah. All right. Good. That's your that's soccer. your summer and winter time topics on this show. Will be Canada and the World Cup. Thanks, Darren. Thank you, Darren. Be good, guys. See you. Take care. All right. Here we go. Golden Knights tickets. They play the Blackhawks on Saturday. Evgeny Dodonov might be there. Two tickets for you. Noon start. Golden Knights and Blackhawks. We are back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Congratulations to Brian. He won tickets to go to the Golden Knights-Blackhawks game. Also, Zach is going out to see Megadeth. Won those earlier in the show. We still have some more tickets to give away. Stay tuned in the 9 o'clock hour. Tickets to go see Morrissey and tickets to go see Incubus. So, get ready for those. But, Ed, it's almost time. We are almost at World Cup qualifying. Ed! What, what, what happened to Ed? No, no I'm, just, I'm, so, just... I'm so excited. I'm kind of jumping up and down here. So I, oh, I, I was away from my mic. jump up and down? No, I, was up, I, I genuinely was laughing at Ed. Yes. <laughs> you just like yelled his name. It's, it's a very exciting time. Uh, the U.S. plays Mexico tonight. And I am about to give you a very pessimistic outlook. Number one, the United States is going to be without four starters. Uh, for this World Cup qualifying window. Their starting goalkeeper, Matt Turner, is out. Their best player, Weston McKinney, or he's been their best player in World Cup qualifying, he is out. Serginho Dest got hurt for Barcelona. He might be out. And Brendan Aronson, or he is out, excuse me. And then Brendan Aronson, who has played in every single World Cup qualifier so far, he got hurt in Sunday's game or before Sunday's game uh, for his professional team, and he is out. So that's four starters that the United States is without for their last three World Cup qualifiers where they've got to actually do something here to get into the World Cup. That's one level of pessimism. The other level of pessimism, and maybe pessimism is not the right word, the United States plays Mexico tonight, 7 o'clock. 
the United States should play all of their backups. All oh, of their backups yeah, should play I, tonight against Mexico. I saw this back and forth on Twitter last night. So yeah. here's the situation for the United States. To qualify for the World Cup, the top three teams in CONCACAF go to the World right. Cup. The fourth place team goes to a one-game playoff that'll be against somebody like New Zealand. Not a very good country. It'll be heavy favorites to win that if the United States is in that. But the top three go straight to the World Cup, and fourth goes to a one-game playoff. The United States right now is tied with Mexico for second. Canada's in first. USA and Mexico are tied for second. So right now it would be Canada, USA, Mexico. But the United States and Mexico are four points ahead of Panama and five points ahead of Costa Rica. We play Mexico tonight. And then on Sunday, we play Panama. And then next Wednesday, we play Costa Rica. The game tonight against Mexico is far and away the least important game of these three-game World Cup qualifying window. The game on Saturday or on Sunday against Panama is by far the most important game. Because if we beat Panama on Sunday, we are guaranteed to finish fourth at worst. Nothing worse than that can happen if we beat Panama on Sunday. We can beat Mexico tonight and still miss the World Cup. We can still finish fifth even if we beat Mexico tonight. But if we beat Panama on Sunday, we are guaranteed no worse than fourth. And if we beat Panama on Sunday and Costa Rica simply doesn't win all three games that they have in this window, we're at least third place and we're going to the World Cup. So most likely, if we beat Panama, we're in the World Cup. No, no, nothing else really matters. If we beat Mexico, we could lose to Panama and then lose to Costa Rica, and we could be out. We could be done. There could be no World Cup for the United States later this year, which would be a complete disaster. So anybody that Greg Berhalter thinks is going to start against Panama on Sunday should not play tonight in Mexico because this game is not important. And on top of that, the United States has never won a qualifying game in the country of Mexico. We've never done it. So to start our best players, expect to get a win where we've never won before, and then turn around in two days and play Panama, the biggest game in the entire World Cup qualifying to, uh, window here, would be stupid. They need to play essentially a B team against Mexico, and if they lose, fine. Go beat Panama on Sunday with a fully rested team. Where's the Panama game? It's in the United States. I think okay. they're playing that one in Florida. Okay. So that's a that is a home game. We should beat Panama. There's no doubt about it. We should beat Panama, but we should give ourselves set ourselves up the best possible situation to win that game against Panama. Why is the and keeper means, out? Uh, I think he has a foot injury. I can't. So remember. these are all injuries. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, every single one's an injury. Okay. Yeah. Weston McKinney got an injury, which is a nightmare. His uh, season's done. He can't play anymore for Juventus. He'll be. Should be back by the time the World Cup's here, assuming we make it. But that's your outlook for the U.S. They play Mexico tonight. I hope they win. I hope they or get a draw. They'd be, if they won tonight, it'd be great. They'd be in unbelievable position. I mean, they're in good position here. They're like 93% to qualify or something like that. But they shouldn't play there. If Christian Pulisic should not play tonight. That should not happen. But we'll see if they do. Greg Berhalter actually said he's they've considered playing a B team and didn't he didn't say what they decided. So... We'll find out in a few hours what their starting 11 is. But there's your World Cup qualifying outlook for the United States. We're going to the World Cup. Just Panama and Costa Rica just need to not be awesome, and, and we're going. And How excited was Millsy about the Canada? He should be. Yeah, Listen, first place. Like you said, 
Canada's actually good. There's one team in CONCACAF in this World Cup qualifying window that is yet to lose a game, and it's Canada. I mean, they're in first. They need, I think if they win tonight against Costa Rica, maybe even just a draw, they're guaranteed a spot in the World Cup. So they're, they're good to go. And we're cheering for Canada. We need them to beat Costa Rica. That'd be very helpful.